Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, thank you for being with us. First and Pod, subscribe, rate, review. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi, Spencer Ray, our producer. What up, Pony? Happy NFL offseason. <laughs> I feel like we're not really in the... This is actually the offseason. Like yeah. the the buzz and the fun of the free agency stuff and then the draft. And it's not close to training camp yet. That's still two months away. The schedule's behind us. Yep. So we really are in the time when things start to slow down for really the only time of the entire NFL calendar. Yeah, now it's like, you know, rookie minicamp the OTA, you hope that nobody gets in trouble. You hope there's no freak offseason injury. And, like, the best news a team can hope for is, like, the internal contract extension. You know, I'm sure the Steelers have some, like, yep. a third-year pro uh, who was a second-round pick. that they Like, the, for the Bears, like, Cole Komet and Jalen Johnson are contract extension candidates. I know the Steelers today, uh, their GM talked about extending Mitch Trubisky whatever, but (laughs) that's maybe the only type of headline uh, you'll see right now. But the business of the NFL never stops. Peacock has agreed $110 million. They will be streaming a wildcard game this season, and we're going to have to pay for it. You're going to have to subscribe to Peacock Premium. That will no longer be included with your Xfinity and select cable packages. What did you make of the first exclusive streaming? It will be on in the local market. So if it was, you know, Steelers, Jaguars, you would get that game and over the air TV in Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. But what do you think of the NFL giving an NFL playoff game to a premium subscription service? I think it's the owner selling out. Um, You know, I think it sucks, frankly, that you're going to be not, it's not something that is, you know, even for, I think the older generation, like our parents, I still think that they, they do comprehend and like know how to use Netflix. I don't even mean it from like, uh, oh my God, like the, the older NFL fan is going to be lost that Saturday night, not being able to find the game. I think it's just I think it's a test balloon. I think they want to see how it goes off. 
They want to see how many new subscribers they get from it. You know, it's a win for Peacock just because, you know, the publicity that they're getting and just forcing people to have to pay the extra five bucks or whatever to get this. And then I think that the other streaming services like Amazon and Paramount Plus that has a deal with CBS, I think they're watching to see how it goes. And, you know, I feel like it's the first, it's the first of probably many in this situation. I think there's a huge difference between Thursday night football on Amazon, which is a regular thing. And literally hundreds of millions of people have Amazon prime, you know, because it comes with everyone gets shipments of Amazon prime. Peacock is a startup basically in the streaming world. I know it's connected to NBC Universal and I know they've got a long-standing relationship with NBC with Sunday Night Football, so it's not like it's an exclusively new partner, but I do think that this is a gamble in terms of they'll promote it, they'll promote it on a bunch of Sunday Night Football broadcasts, it will be talked about. But I do think that you're going to run into a sizable amount of people that either aren't aware of it, miss the game, don't get Peacock, or just opt out of it. I don't need to watch this game. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch this single isolated football game with a new paid-for service. Like, basically everybody who watches the NFL has Amazon Prime. So while it's a little inconvenient and it's harder to change away from the channel or whatever, there's a huge crossover on that Vendette diagram of Amazon Prime, NFL viewer. It's not as big of an overlap for Peacock. So, and there's no buildup to it. It's not like Apple TV with a weekly baseball game to get people kind of in the habit of it existing. I think it's a money grab. I think it's a risk. And I get it. Nine figures for one playoff game. You've now set the bar for all the other bidders like you were talking about. But I do think you're going to have a pretty, pretty unhappy customer base come wildcard weekend. Well, I just think those customers will go someplace else. You know, it's 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 actually, it will be the biggest game that gets played that night in sports. It'll be, it'll be the, you know, b- besides the other wild card game that day, it'll be the biggest thing that happens that night. But it is a Saturday night in January. So the NHL and NBA will both be in full swing. You'll have college basketball getting played that night. Like if you're a sports bar in Chicago where you are, yeah, like that would be, if people walked in there, that would be the game that they'd want to watch. But there's probably going to be either a Bulls game or a Blackhawks game or college basketball that night. And those places just won't, I don't think we'll get Peacock. I mean, maybe like the, you know, like the big corporate sports bars, like a Buffalo Wild Wings or something right. like that will do it. But I don't think the mom and pops places will. Like they'll completely just lose that audience for this game. The communal watching of this Peacock game, I don't think will happen because of what you said. It's a one-time thing. So I do think it'll probably have the lowest audience in terms of eyeballs. Danny, you'll it'll probably have the lowest percentage of eyeballs of any game in the NFL the entire year. I would say 
even fewer than the ESPN Plus games, even fewer than the NFL Network London games, like this will have the most narrow audience of any NFL game, in my opinion, that gets played in all of 2023. And it's a playoff game. Yeah, I, I think that that's certainly in play. And listen, I'm all like, I haven't cut the cord. I won't cut the cord. I don't think that you can be a serious sports fan and cut the cord. There's too many games that go on simultaneously. Changing channels is too big of a pain in the ass. If you're going through all through of the, the streaming services, you inevitably end up behind on your social media timeline. And you're not getting paid by Xfinity anymore or whatever. So you're now just a free man saying this. This is not a paid endorsement. Right. This no, I, I used to be, but I, 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 no, I pay full freight for Xfinity. I pay an exorbitant amount of money towards entertainment. But seriously, man, like changing the channel, pain in the ass if you cut the cord. Live betting, impossible if you cut the cord. Because you're so far behind. Yeah. So, some Sometimes buffering and HD clarity or the calamity that happened with YouTube TV last night as we're recording this uh, on Thursday night during game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, the TNT feed just froze on YouTube TV. And people were either getting a TNT service unavailable message or the Little Mermaid live action <laughs> wow. commercial on repeat. And that that actually has factored into my thinking with this whole Sunday ticket thing. Because Sunday ticket is going to be completely streamed this year. On YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is that. Look, again, like with DirecTV and Satellite, how what's their market share? Is it maybe one out of three or one out of every four cable subscribers have DirecTV? Maybe. Maybe, you yeah. Know, so know. there's probably like 75% of people that didn't have DirecTV access before or Sunday ticket access before, excuse me. And now it's, you know, available for a much broader audience. But it's expensive. It's behind. It lags. You have issues like the thing you just talked about last night. So I don't know what I'm going to do for the NFL yet this year. They're offering a big, they're offering like a discount right now if you sign up, but there are things for me that make it less attractive than it used to be in the past. Yeah. And listen, I, I'm not against obviously like all these networks and streaming and innovation and progress, but it is kind of funny to me that everyone cut the cord and went to YouTube TV, and it was tr- and it was cheap, and it's almost tripled in price since it launched. It's dropped some channels in terms of the premium sports channels, MLB Network, NFL Network, etc., and it's still having tech issues. And I'm not like, listen, I spend an inordinate amount of money, exorbitant amount of money, excuse me, on cable, internet, Netflix, Hulu, ESPN Plus, yep. Amazon Prime, right? Like I, you know, because of our job and whatever, I I have it all, and I'm home with kids, and when I kids go down, I want to watch whatever I want to watch, and so I have it all, and I know it's crazy expensive, but they are trying to usher along the streaming generation with live sports because they can overpay on a per game basis. And the fan suffers. I know that the fan will suffer and they don't care because we're addicted to the sports and we're not going anywhere. But the quality of the product is lesser than 
true network broadcasts that are affiliated with heritage cable and big media brands. It just is. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna really, depending on how this goes, it makes me wonder what the end game is for the NFL. Is it that every round, you know, next year, is there going to be a divisional round game that's stream only? Do we ever get to a point where it's that way with a conference championship game? You know, the Super Bowl, is that ever going to turn into a pay-per-view situation? You know, there's still, I think, these frontiers that have still yet to be discovered and still things the NFL can tap into from a revenue standpoint. And I honestly don't think at the end of the day, they're good for us. No, it's not. It's not. But the business of the NFL is uh, ridiculously healthy. So maybe this will be like our Aaron Ravel episode of the podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm now like choking right now. But if you want to do the business of the NFL for a second, we should probably talk about the McAfee thing. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, he's a former yeah, NFL dude, player. I can talk about this for an hour with you. Go he's ahead. He's a former Sorry. NFL player who quit his job as a punter to go in, go to Barstool, then left them to launch his own YouTube channel. And I still, do you understand the money of this deal? I'm like, I am having a very hard time with this. He, he left what it sounds like. He left a $120 million deal with FanDuel. That was the total worth of the deal. He left that. Yeah. Four years, 120 million. He left it in year two. He left that in year two. And I hear people say it's more than an eight-figure deal from ESPN. Is it every year? Like, I still have had no one give me the money amount for him there. But I would guess it's a lot more than he was getting from FanDuel. Ooh, no. See, I see. Do you think he took a pay cut? I do. I think he took a pay cut. So what, what hasn't been clear in the reporting, in my opinion... Uh, as we recklessly speculate, why wouldn't Pat say that? Why wouldn't Pat say, "Look, I'm so, I'm so convinced that this is what's best for this show, that I actually took less money to go and do this." I would think he would say that just to like clear up some of the sellout stuff and to prove to people that this is like more of a noble gesture, like good intention gesture on his part. Interesting. To go there if he Listen, left money I, on I the might table. be wrong. But what I, what I would want to know, like my understanding of the FanDuel deal was that it was four years, $120 million, 
for the Pat McAfee show. So that's for AJ Hawk. Yeah. And and yeah, the he boys. pays his producers and everything else. Yep. And, yep. And the boys and and all of it, right? And everything. Travel, like advertising, paying for guests, all of it. Yeah. He has a CFO that handles that money and then he he filters it down to everybody that works for Pat and all their people there. Yeah. Right. And now I think the eight-figure deal that's reported is that's McAfee's salary. Because it says... So, so now I, the rest of his team is they're now ESPN employees. I think that they still work for whatever his company is, but they my guess is is that if McAfee's getting 10, 12, 15 million dollars a year, because it, it just was reported as eight figures that I saw, that that is his part of it. And then his the boys are all getting what they were getting from FanDuel, maybe with a plus sign or whatever. I doubt he asked those guys to take a pay cut. And he said, you know, he didn't like being the head of the business operation anymore. My thing, my read on the whole thing was, man, if you were getting 30 million a year from FanDuel for the whole operation, hire a COO. Like, hire a chief operating officer hire a dude away from ESPN or Fox or Odyssey or who, you know what I mean? Someone who has experience running a media company and let them handle all of the operations. And you just get to be the yes, no guy. Hey, I want to go to the college football playoff. I, we want to partner with Bud Light. We want to do a show at WrestleMania. Yes or no. And then, like, they handle all of the logistics of it. It sounded like he was tired of, like, running the business, so he wanted to partner with a network. Well, he has hand- a business guy that heads up everything. Maybe it's not a media guy that is that is media savvy, that just knows more about the dollars and cents of everything, taxes, things like that, distributing money to the people underneath him, knowing what a fair deal is and whatnot. But he has somebody who was his... I know someone that worked on the business side of things. I think, but he's, he was apparently the reporting is that he was tired of like the logistics of the business. And so I, I just am fat. So like, he's going to do at, he's going to go on after first take. It'll be get up first take. And then a couple hours of the McAfee show. And he said, he's going to say the F word less but nothing else is going to change. That feels impossible. Like it feels like ESPN has commercial breaks at set times. I remember when he was on mad dog sports radio, there was a big beef over like he wouldn't take commercials when they wanted him to take it. And he was like, all right, so now I'm off mad dog sports radio. And is he going to still put Ian Rappaport on the show? That's an NFL Network guy. Rappaport filled in and hosted the McAfee show when he was on paternity leave. Like, uh, I respect the hell out of Pat. I think it's an amazing thing. It's honestly like one of the greatest media success stories I've seen in 20 years of, you know, or 15 years of like following this stuff closely. Um, But my guess is they'll burn out on each other because he's a free spirit and an independent dude. And ESPN 
tends to wear on those people. Yeah, they're in the honeymoon stage right now. They, I think yeah. both sides said things to each other that they wanted to hear and that they both believed in. And so when you broker a massive deal like this and ESPN mm-hmm. gets you know, the biggest name, the hottest commodity, the rising star in sports media, and Pat can say, we did it. We landed a deal with the worldwide leader in sports. You know, when that happens, it's a gigantic win for both sides. But then once they start working together, the the execution of this, I do have questions about. Yeah. Now, I agree with, I thought Jimmy Traina from... Uh, ESP from from Sports Illustrated who covers sports media. I thought he made a good point. He said, you know, a lot of people are doubting this deal. If anyone can pull it off, it would be Pat because he's like basically shooting a hundred percent. He's batting a thousand with these things. Like every decision he's made has been right so far. And I agree with that. Like if anybody can do it, it's Pat. But I don't trust the ESPN side in this whatsoever i just don't their management i know it's changed i know they've had different ceos with different big personalities and different shows i know that it's not an apples to apples comparison it's not the same show it doesn't have the same controversy but as far as like massive social media followings like how long did it take that pardon my take show to to just get to just cease to exist on ESPN, was it a month? No, they did one episode. One episode. Yeah, but that, but 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 Barstool obviously comes with a lot of toxicity, especially at the time. No doubt. They, to, but that, those two that, guys that didn't. does not have. But those two guys didn't. No, PFT I know that was and, that, that was guilt by association. Yeah, and like, yeah, like there's a difference between toxicity in terms of you know maybe things that have offended certain groups of people or certain, you know, important individuals. But part of the whole, the whole, to me, vibe of the show with McAfee is we're unlike any other show. We're anti-establishment. We're just like you and your buddies. I just happen to have played in the NFL. And we do a show where we just kick it for three hours and you guys are along for the ride. And I just have a hard time believing that that is going to exist on ESPN. If it were solely ESPN plus, and it was just like, have at it for four hours, no commercials, do whatever the hell you want. We don't even have to curse you because we don't have to bleep you out because we're not subject to FCC regulations. Then I would give it a better chance of working, but just putting it in a two hour block when it's not even the whole show, by the way, on ESPN, like that move, I just see. If it doesn't work, if they don't see instant rating success, I think there are going to be people that want to pick at it and make changes to it almost immediately. Yeah, I don't. It's what I will say about McAfee. I mean, like I already complimented him a ton. He's the most naturally talented person at this I've ever seen. Like, like when he did the alternate broadcast of the college football playoff game or was it the title game with TCU that was a blowout yeah i the game was a blowout and i and he they are standing in the end zone the plays are 
85 yards away. They have no play-by-play broadcaster. He is like trying to do play-by-play, but only kind of. Some of his guys are separated by 30 yards in the back of the end zone because of like the logistics of everything that was going on around him. Just through sheer force of personality. Yeah. It was entertaining. And like, that is an unbelievable talent. And so I just, I, with Trina, I won't bet against him. I have no idea what that, like, I was thinking about like uh, the NFL came down on the McAfee show for the graphic sort of, use. Right. So for like licensing graphics and, and logos and stuff. Yeah. Right. He's going to run into things like that a lot more often with ESPN. Right. Cause they're, they're partners with everybody and it's Disney and they have complaints. Now maybe, maybe ESPN, maybe this is a precursor to ESPN breaking off from Disney and being direct to consumer, and then it's more like HBO, and everybody has to opt into it. And Do they you actually really... think that that's in play? Oh yeah. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Yeah, I do think that's in play. I think that it's probably inevitable. It's just a matter of when. So I, I think that that this is going to be a precursor to that in terms of like having a young core audience uh, to go get them. But I just fundamentally don't understand how he could say the show is not going to change but we're going to say the F word less and we're going to be on ESPN who has to take commercial breaks. Like yeah, I, he's, he's, he's proven with college game day and with the wrestling stuff that he doesn't have to drop F bombs, but that's a different version of Pat than on his show. Yes. I mean, he's still wildly entertaining and charismatic and stuff when he's on th- those shows, but his radio show or YouTube show, I should say like, it's all about just shoot from the hip, from the cuff. We have these athletes on or people that are sports media personalities and we get them to relax and we just BS with them and away we go kind of thing. And so it's incredible. It is. And I just wonder how much supervision and surveillance will eventually be on that show by ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know you wanted to talk about we should give people some actual football stuff just because I think that that's I feel like if we don't do like five minutes on that we'll get complaints about it. You want well, to talk one, about Joe Burrow? Yeah, I got yeah. So one thing on it, everybody and I did the topics too. They're like, oh, they're gonna have to trade T Higgins because I I got all these guys. They got to put, they got to pay Chase. They got to pay Higgins. They got to pay Burrow. Burrow's a smart dude, and Burrow is a cocky dude. He thinks he's the best quarterback in the world. Now, he's not, but he is the second best quarterback in the world. And he has the best receiver duo in the NFL. And that is part of what helps make him arguably 
the best quarterback in the world. And so because of endorsements and charisma and all of it, he knows that in a salary cap sport, he has to sacrifice a little bit right now. But in the aggregate of a 15-year career, he'll more than make it back. And so he's going to clearly defer money or take less money or take a bigger signing bonus and then not worry about his week-to-week game checks in order for his guys, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, to get paid. To get paid like top-of-market NFL salary cap deals because everybody other than the quarterback makes way less money. And it's a great it's a great move. It's savvy. It's great leadership. He'll get comped to Brady, which he loves. He'll take care of his dudes, which will engender him as the greatest leader in the locker room. And they all call him the best quarterback in football. Like it was such an obvious thing that we all should have seen coming. And he's very clearly going to do it. I think it's incredible that the NFL, the way that the sport is structured, that two things are happening here. You hit on the first one, that a guy is willing, who is top of the market value, to say, eh, like, we'll we'll work it out, and I'm still going to make a ton of money, but I'm not going to go for every last dollar. I think that that kind of goes against human nature. I think this is how a lot of these guys keep score. And yet he wants to have it both ways where he makes just enough money, where he's satisfied, but also gives his team the best chance to win, which is going to make him, I think, I think universally popular among fans. I think even well, fans of other teams are going to love that. Yeah. People eat it up whenever you leave money on the table. But my my guess is he's going to get the biggest like signing bonus. Well, in NFL other, history, because that the, doesn't count against the cap. The other one is the dude seems to be loyal about being in Cincinnati and doing this with the Bengals, which I know that's more common in the NFL than it is in say the NBA or Major League Baseball. But it's not like the Bengals had a good reputation. They, in fact, had a horrible reputation before he got there. The owner, skinflint ways, team that didn't prioritize winning, you know, team that just tried to do things on a budget, very thrifty organization, no out, no, no indoor practice facility, all of those things. Hadn't won a playoff game since the early 90s. Like, he's taken ownership of the team. That like that to me, if this were an NBA player, we'd be talking about him wanting to go play for one of the LA teams or one of the New York teams. And I just think it's I just think it's interesting that the NFL, the way that it's set up, that that's not even like that's not even top of mind for any of these guys. No one has done it. Not one guy has really wanted to do it, other than like Kirk Cousins. In a very bizarre way. You know what? Like, you know what I mean? Well, like later in the career, you know, Rodgers and Favre and guys forced their way out. But that's but that's almost in a situation where the team that they were with doesn't really want them anymore. New England was ready to move on from Brady. Indianapolis was ready to move on from Peyton Manning. Green Bay was ready to move on from Favre and Rodgers. 
it's like the team needs to be on board with it for it to happen. You know, like no one really says, I'm just going to play out my five years, take a franchise tag or whatever for a couple of years, and then go to the highest bidder, go to open market. And I'm just stunned that no agent has said in the NFL, let's do that. Yeah, because I think that would be a paradigm shifting thing, Danny. Well, I mean, but there's, you know, short careers, high injury risk. Sure, but not as much with quarterbacks is my point. Yeah, not 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 as much. But Burrow is not going to be that guy because of Higgins and Chase. Like if if Burrow was awesome, and they never put anything around him, and they were still the Bungles, but he, I mean, his he had like the baddest ass quote of any player in the league last year. The window he said, thing. He said, "Our window is as long as I'm here." Yeah, love that. that oh was my so yeah. swaggy. Oh my God. Like, because he's like, I'm going to outlast Chase and Higgins so they can get paid for the first five years or whatever. No big deal. I'm going to be here for 15. Um, And he clearly believes it. And so, like, Mahomes also took a great deal for the Chiefs, right? He's the only guy who committed on like the 13 year deal or whatever it was because he knew that, like, couldn't get any better than having Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and and, and most and mostly Andy Reid, who wants the coach forever. And now all these other guys get paid more than him. And the Chiefs are like, well, no big deal. The cap keeps going up. We'll keep renegotiating. We don't want to embarrass you. We don't want you to be the 15th highest paid quarterback. And I think he's like ninth this year. But by the time opening day rolls around, he'll get like a $10 million raise and be right back up at the top. And they'll be totally fine because there's like a good working relationship between the Chiefs and Mahomes, like there clearly is for Burrow. And then to your point about what they used to be, it's proof that anybody can win. Like those two guys, the Chiefs didn't win a single game with a quarterback they had drafted since Marinovich in the 80s. And then Mahomes comes along, and they've got the best quarterback ever. And the Bengals were the Bungles, and they got Joe Burrow. Like, those two franchises give every team in the league hope. Every team. I think it might have actually been Todd Blackledge, but... Blackledge! I said Marinovich. And I knew if and, and I know if Nick is still listening to this a half hour in, he would want me to call Blackledge, you out Blackledge, thank you. Yeah, Blackledge, not Marinovich. I'm an idiot. Blackledge, yeah. Marinovich That's had an amazing team. stat. Yeah. Like... They only won games with other teams' quarterbacks. Trent Green, Joe Montana. They, they. I think Brody Croyle went like 0 for 10. You know, <laughs> Matt Matt Castle, they obviously didn't draft. Yep. Like, the, not a Steve single Bono. game. So, yeah, Blackledge, thank you for helping me stick the landing there. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, this will be fun. Maybe we'll find some creative ways here over the next couple months because these are uncharted waters. We weren't doing this podcast at this time last year. So, just... Stay with us. Keep downloading. Keep listening. Keep telling friends. Who knows what might pop up? Who might pop up? Yeah, we'll do some guest episodes. Let's, yeah, let's. I wonder if people will like the fact that we kind of went off the beaten path here with the Peacock and McAfee stuff. I hope they liked it. Yeah, I do too. But let's let's start bringing on our let's, we'll start bringing on our friends for some off season episodes. We can get okay. Nick Wright talk some Chiefs. Adam Lefko talk some Eagles. Mike Meltzer talk some Texans. 
be a good idea. We know people. All right, Spencer Ray's our producer. He's Andrew Filipponi. I'm Danny Parkin. Subscribe, rate, review. Thank you. First and pod. Peace. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 